0: Hey everybody, Chris Avery with you on the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. On this week's episode, I'm joined by a pair of Shaunts. Tight end Sean Colkin will describe what it was like on the field during Michael Badgley's game-winning kick against the Steelers. we will also discuss the overall resiliency in the locker room, his impact in the running game this season, and the nickname he received from Antonio Gates. But first, Chargers legend Sean Merriman shares his thoughts on the big Sunday night win in Pittsburgh. All right, please be joined by Chargers' great Sean Merriman. And, Sean, Chargers moved to 9-3 and three after that come-from-behind win in Pittsburgh. Let's just start with that, your general thoughts on what you witnessed Sunday night.
1: You know, just from not giving up. Uh, it was so easy for them to give up uh, when they were behind. But you can tell the morale of the sidelines. Every time they, they panned over the camera, caught uh, you know, the guys walking into the huddle, their spirit was never broken. Um, and I was, it was funny, I was out with um, – just a friend I was telling, them, I said, look at the guys in silence. Do you see anyone hanging their heads or moping around? I said, No, these guys are gonna come back, watch. And you know, long, right but right after that they started to uh, make the comeback. So I'm excited for and it does a lot of a lot of great things for your team going forward.
0: We were just talking about the confidence level. To do that without Melvin Gordon, who is having an all-pro season, man, that can't be understated. To go into a place like Pittsburgh, with Pittsburgh rolling like they were, to do it without Melvin, who has 13 total touchdowns this year, and to get contributions from up and down the roster, Sean. Yeah, I mean, just think about it.
1: Um, You throw Melvin Gordon in the backfield, it changes the game for you early on. Maybe you don't play from behind and you get an opportunity to um you know do some things early on, but for them not for them not to have them still do what they did that was incredible um other guys stepped up that's what you need you look around the roster uh obviously you know Eckler's gonna step in and do his thing and um he he's doing something this year that I think a lot of people don't really recognize him for, and that's running in between the tackles uh we know he can catch the ball out of the backfield we know he can go on some route running and um you know has some has some long balls on the field but He's running between the tackles, and no one expected that this year, and he's not really getting enough credit for doing that.
0: Did it strum up any nostalgia for you, Sean, seeing Rivers versus Big Ben, being that you played with Phillip and then you played against Ben? In fact, I looked this up. October fourth, two 2009, you played the Steelers in Heinz Field on Sunday night, so you know firsthand just how wild that place can get.
1: Oh, it's it's so wild and you see those tiles waving around and it looks like a movie, right? Um and they only get louder if <laughs> if you're from behind. So I can only imagine what that place was was feeling like when they were playing from behind and things didn't look so good for the for the Chargers. That that's why I give them even more for credit because you go there, the game is flexed, right? Um you have routine, you have a the the game time setting your uh the all your normal routines you do to go into the game and all of a sudden the game is flexed now, now your prime time. That just brings out, um, you know, your star player. That brings out the guys that go and do some big things. And they they, they stood up, man. They, that, that's what you want going forward. Now you know these guys can handle the pressure. Now you know they can rise to the occasion and go get it done when they need to.
0: Well, Sean, I keep going back to this. I, I go back to that five-week stretch where they went 4-0 on the road and they went to a place like Seattle, for instance. You know how loud Seattle is. They were almost galvanized by the crowd. And I go back to that fourth quarter, they're playing Renegade. The crowd is going berserk, yet Keenan Allen's dancing to it. Phillips clapping. Apparently the kicker, Michael Badgley's dancing to Renegade. These guys almost seem to embrace the moment, embrace being the the road team when they need to. Yeah,
1: I mean, look, the confidence level these guys are playing with right now is incredible. Um, you know, and, and you might have some people that look at this from the outside and they say, oh, these guys get – too overly confident or whatnot. No, there's no such thing as being overly confident when the when you're behind playing the highest field uh, against a team uh, you know who's lead, you know who, who's a great team in themselves having a Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback, Antonio Brown, one of the best wide receivers in quarterback, and Keenan Allen stepping up. Um, you know Antonio Brown had an amazing first half. You know he probably could have you know probably received over 200 yards if he kept if he kept it up. They stopped it. They turned it around. I don't know what was said during the halftime, but they came out and made those adjustments, and only championship teams do things like that. When when you go out and make those kind of adjustments after the half, the first half that they had and coming out, only championship teams do that. So you can tell in they're played through their confidence, not just because they're dancing the music and things like that, but they believe in each other, and that's what you're going to need to win going forward.
0: All right, I want to talk defense with you, but really quickly on Philip: 299 yards, two touchdowns. He's the only quarterback in the league who's thrown multiple touchdown passes in every game this season. As a former teammate, have you ever seen Philip Rivers more locked in than he is in 2018?
1: No, no. I mean, right, right now, and and what he what he did in Arizona, what he did this game. He didn't have to throw for 350 plus yards. He did everything that he needed to do for him to win the football game and make passes. I mean, that pass he threw over the uh, defensive back where dropped right out uh, of forgot who caught the pass. Um, but it, it went right over right over the defensive back hands and dropped right in the bucket. Um, I haven't seen Phillip make those type of passes in a long time. I'm not saying he couldn't, but he's just in such a zone that it, it's very scary if you're a defensive player, right? Because this guy, not only is Phillip being accurate, but he's making these big-time throws with him being in, in the NFL as long as he has still shown his ability to uh, – Make these kind of difficult. Uh, make make these kind of difficult plays.
0: You know, everybody knows Philip, but but Sean playing on Sunday Night Football. It's kind of like an introduction to the nation in some ways. When it comes to a lot of these guys on the 2018 Chargers, and I mentioned there's some household names. We know Rivers, we know Gates, uh, but Darwin James, the rookie, showed up under the bright lights. He had an interception. He had three passes defensed. Specifically, I go to that one where he forced Antonio Brown out of bounds on the sideline. He's closing in on Defensive Rookie of the Year. What did you see from Derwin in that game?
1: You know, um, look, it's, it's Sunday night football, right? You are a big show in town, and if you want to make a name for yourself, you do it under the bright light. Um, and I will tell any rookie that, but what he did during the game and, and having to face Antonio Brown and having to face this Steeler often, it was funny, they were talking about him, the commentator was talking right before he made the big play and he came up with the interception, but he had just made a big play before that. So, um, you know, these are not one-offs. This is this is who Derwin James is. He's going to be around the football. He's going to be a impactful player. Um, you know, he's just going to be a force because he's on the field. So, going forward and, and watching this guy on film, I mean, he's still a rookie. He's You know, he's kind of, um, you know, uh, kind of running around a little bit because he's, he's athletic, so he can get away with a lot of things. But when he starts to understand the game even more, he's just going to be a force to reckon with, man.
0: What do you say about the just the defense's ability to lock in when the team needs it most? You were at the game against the Cardinals, where the Cardinals had 25 total yards in the second half. I think equally impressive, the Steelers only had 118 total yards at home on Sunday night, and they were over on third down in the second half. The defense stepped up when the team needed it most. No, they got off the field,
1: and and that's one of the biggest adjustments that they made from the first half. You know, when Antonio Brown was looking like he was going to go off tonight, they came out, made those adjustments, and they started to have these three-and-outs. When, when you have these type of three-and-outs and you put the ball back in Phillip's hands, that's when he causes damage. That's when he go out and make those type of plays uh, because he has more opportunities. Well, when Phillips starts to get this momentum and get the zone, it, he's unstoppable. We've seen it against Arizona. We've seen it in the second half of this game against Phillip's.
0: I asked Chris Collinsworth this over the weekend, Sean, but you played the position. Joey Bosa's back. He had a sack on Roethlisberger. He had two sacks the, the week before. He looks to be full go right now. How much better does he make all three levels of the defense?
1: Uh, so much better. And not just the, the sacks he had against Arizona, but I'm watching him in, uh, in the Steelers game, and they're setting back on him so much because they're skin of his speed and skin of his power. He was setting them up, setting them up, running three yards up the field. And the one play, he came up the field two yards. He hit him with an inside symbol. As soon as he turned his shoulders, not even he wasn't even back in the backfield yet, but he turned his shoulders. I automatically called out sack because he was setting them up. And it just shows you like his brilliance as a pass rusher and his ability to work his hands. You know, play mind games with the offensive tackles. And he's just coming back. I mean, there's no way he's in full football shape yet because he's missed so much time. So as he gets his legs back under him again, uh, he's going to become a force. He already, you know, he already made his presence felt in the Arizona game. Made his presence felt with the big sack against the Steelers. But he's still getting his football shape back together. So he's he's uh it's going to be fun to watch the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, that's a scary thing with four games to play in December. Sean, how important is it just to gather yourself after wins like this? This doesn't seem to be a problem for this team, especially during that winning streak. You get excited about the win, but then you move on to the next one, especially playing on Sunday night. How important is it just to gather yourself, get on, and get ready for Cincinnati?
1: Well, you celebrate it for a day. You know, you have fun with it uh, right after the game. You feel good about it. You uh, watch the film with the plane. see all the, the, the little things you can clean up and clean the rest of the stuff up during practice. but by the time Wednesday hit, you, you the last game is passed you. It was just another game you guys had to go and be road, road warriors and win on the road. It was a business trip for them. So if you keep that same mindset and have one game at a time and kind of don't live in the past of what happened, win or lose. You, know, you just can't dwell too much on what happened in the game before. If you're able to move forward and you're playing exceptionally well and you guys got momentum, that's the real team success because a lot of a lot of teams fail either hanging on to their last win or their last loss. If you can't move forward, you're going to cause uh, a lot of problems down the road moving on to your next game.
0: Sean, we're moving into the fourth quarter of the season now. What do you want to see improve from this team? It could be on offense, defense, or special teams, but anything specific that you want to see get better as this team tries to make a playoff push?
1: Yeah, the, the, you know, no self inflicted penalties. The game is already hard enough to play as is, right? I mean, so many rules and so many different things you have to monitor and, and watch out for during the game, obviously, an uh, offensive or defensive coordinator putting in the game plan. So no offside, no, do the past appearance penalties, no personal fouls, and things like that. Anything that can give you, give the other team an advantage and, uh, you know, help another team win.
0: No doubt, Sean. And also you look at starting fast, the last four wins, the opponent has scored first. So if you can jump on some of these teams, Early, we talk about Cincinnati and Kansas City, Baltimore, Denver. Uh, I think you go a long way towards making it easy on yourselves in the second half, just trying to get up to that fast start.
1: Well, you, you look at this team across the board, right? They're the most balanced and explosive offense, offensive team in the NFL, in my opinion. If you score first and you get up on a team 7 to nothing or 10 to nothing, well, guess what? you got two great pass rushers and the guys who can get after the quarterback. So now you give those guys time to eat. And you give them opportunities. When you uh, to let another team score, now it kind of changes your playbook on the offense side and on the defensive side. You don't know if a team is going to run the ball, throw the ball, play action. They have multiple options. So if you get up on the team seven or ten nothing or early on, they can they can get in, get ahead and 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 make the second half uh, a lot easier.
0: Finally, Sean. I want to talk to you about this thing you're doing with Tender Greens. It's pretty cool. It's called Lunch with the Chargers Legend Sweepstakes. Basically, in a nutshell, one lucky winner gets to eat lunch with you and get a behind-the-scenes tour of the Hope Performance Center. And I think you got to follow Tender Greens on Instagram, enter on tendergreensweeps.com, and then just share with your friends.
1: Well, the funny thing is I'm here at Tender Greens eating, eating lunch right now. <laughs>
0: My Are you eating.
1: really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here right now, actually. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man, and, uh, you know, bringing a, a fan and enter. And, yes, you got to go to uh, tendergreensweeps.com, enter there. And then uh, I'll get a chance to be with a couple fans and walk them and tour them around the whole uh, performance center, which is going to be pretty cool as we watch the guys go practice and where they work out at every day. And uh, have tendergreens lunch, man. I think it's going to be cool.
0: Let's go. I You know, what my go-to is the, the fried chicken, mashed potatoes, Butter lettuce. That's my go-to. Uh,
1: guess what I'm eating. Guess what I'm eating right now. What's guess that? what I'm eating right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm having the fried chicken, mashed potatoes, the green monster. Right now.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. But you gotta. So you gotta follow Tender Greens on Instagram. Enter on TenderGreensweeps.com and share with your friends if you want to have lunch with Sean Merriman and get a behind-the-scenes tour of the Hope Performance Center. Sean, I always appreciate the time, man. I will see you on the field Sunday and look forward to getting the fourth quarter rolling. <laughs>
1: You got it, brother. Looking forward to it. See you
0: soon. All right, big thanks to Sean Merriman. Before we get to my conversation with Sean Colkin on the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota, I want to tell you about a rare chance for you and a guest to join the Chargers on the field before kickoff. You get two tickets to a game and a special VIP meet and greet with NFL analysts Matt Money Smith and Daniel Jeremiah. Enter for the chance to win the Backstage Chargers prize pack by going to Chargers.com slash win for rules and details. No purchase necessary. It's open to Southern California Area Residents 18 and over. This ends January 10th, 2019. Again, go to chargers.com slash win for rules and details. All right, very pleased to be joined by tight end Sean Culkin here on the Backstage Chargers Podcast. And Sean, I don't know about you, I've had Renegade in my head for like the last 48 hours. What an unbelievable win
2: for the Chargers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you describe what happened on Sunday night? Yeah, I mean, it was just... crazy hard fought team victory you know on the road at a tough place you know it was um i think you know a a huge challenge for us obviously you know going into halftime being down like that at the time having some adversity but you know just you know the team ability to come together and just fight for each other and pull out a victory i mean i think that's you know speaks about how this team is
0: no doubt and i think the million dollar question everybody's asked it's like what was said at halftime and Coach Lynn basically said he didn't have to say much. He, he just looked at everybody's eyes, and everybody was focused and knew that they could get
2: it done in the second half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said, I mean, you look around. Everyone knew you just got to do your job. You know, everyone knew what was at stake, and just knew that, you know, okay, we got this. We can still do this, but, you know, we need to do it. Yeah, out. it just hopping now, you know. So and it did. You know, as soon as you went out there, we started getting the ball moving and had some stops and made some huge plays on special teams. So, uh, like you said, it was a collective team, you know, effort. Yeah, and that's the thing; it's like you can't you can't point to one guy yeah. in a
0: game like that, yeah. right? I mean, it was, it was offense, it was defense, it was special teams. Second half, you scored twenty six points. You mentioned Desmond King had that punt return. Justin Jackson ran great. I mean, you've been blocking for for Melvin and Austin all year long. Describe what you saw from Justin. He had eighty two total yards just in that second half alone. In The touchdown to to put you guys up 30 23. Yeah,
2: I mean, it was huge, you know, having a a young player like that come and step up and make, um, you know, some huge plays for us. You know, you see the growth in him every day, every week um, as a player. I mean, the guy knows how to run the ball. You know, you can obviously what he did in the Big Ten at Northwestern and everything, you can start to see that carry over here. Yeah. So um, obviously, he's got a good future ahead of him.
0: I tell you what, man, you were prominent at the end of the game, right? Those
2: kicks, the game-winning kick that eventually happened. Man,
0: I don't think I've ever seen a sequence like that. Describe what it was like out there, because Pittsburgh, they go off sides three straight times. You think the game goes to overtime after the first kick but then the flag happens then it was pretty blatant the second time and then the third time the guy i don't know
2: i don't know who it was but you just let him go by you like it's 25 yeah he i think he even ran by past the kick actually.
0: he ran past the kick yeah what was that like man
2: it was it was crazy i mean obviously you go out there and you're like you know high pressure situation for everybody you know doing their job but you know um just knowing that we can get it done and you know at first you start to see them kind of go off sides a little bit but you still got to hold your water and then you know do your blocking assignment and everything but you know you see him miss and then like you said you see the flag you're like all right okay we, we got another chance you know yeah, and yeah. i see the the rush goes hard to the left side you know and you're still thinking okay you know we got this and then you hear the, you know boom, boom you know i got blocked and everything so shift freak out i actually made, i think i made a tackle on the guy that was you know starting yeah, to back. you didn't want him to return and, it right exactly yeah <laughs> um and then, shoot, you see a flag. Okay, it's like, all right, here we go, three. I mean, like you said, it's never been kind of done before. Very no. Very odd situation. Um, you know, so it was, you know, obviously we have so much trust in Badge, and he made a heck of a kick.
0: Yeah, well, he crushed it. I mean, he's been he's been money all year long, too. Uh, how long did it feel like you were out there for those three plays?
2: Yeah, it, honestly, it didn't feel that long. It felt like it was quick. I mean, you know, it was just you, you wanted to win so bad, you know, and you had to do for whatever sure. you had to do. Your job, you know, you one 11th to make, you know, that happen. Yeah. Yeah. it's crazy. Shaw, you have carved out a, a niche for yourself on this team, man. I mean,
0: if it wasn't for the running game, it's such a, a vital part of what you guys do with Melvin and Austin and now Justin and Dietrez. But it's a, it's a journey for everybody just to get to the league. What have the, the last two years been like for you just to you go from an undrafted free agent to... A guy who, who's played in all 12 games, started nine of them,
2: and you're a big part of what the Chargers are doing in the run game. Yeah, like you said, I mean, the last two years, it's, it's been a, a crazy ride, you know, obviously coming in undrafted and everything like that, having to prove yourself. And, um, you know, once I did that, and the, just last year really was a year just to adjust and learn, you know, how to yeah. be a pro. You know, learn from vets, be a player, a pro pro. You know, seeing those guys that, you know, bust out 10, 15 years. You know, what what makes them last that long? And obviously, you know, we had a great finish last year, and just developing. You know, every you know week as a player, as a tight end. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, this year, you know, obviously, you know, it's, you make the team. And you're like okay, what's the next step? How can I find my role to help, you know, this offense? And obviously as a tight end, you want to do both. I want to catch the ball. Like I want to do all those things. And then I got to block and I'll do that in pass pro and run game. But, you know, you see the type of players that we have in this team. And, um, you know, my ability to come in and run game and help, you know, as a young player, I mean, it's huge. You know, I take very pri- a lot of pride in that.
0: Yeah, um, and, and it's and, it's so important yeah. to, to what this team's doing. Yeah. I mean, Melvin's having an, an all-pro season. Yeah. Uh, and then to see, a guy like Austin step in and, and make big plays and, and to see Justin come in, make big plays, it starts up front. It starts mm-hmm. with the dirty work from, yeah. from the old lineman and guys like yourself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there's, there's no greater feeling than, you know, having a block that seals the eyes or prize up in a gap and you see, you know, one of those guys just fly take back. it to the house. Hey, take it house you know? yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, what it's all about. You yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's almost like you're scoring, you know, knowing you had a part in that. You said it's just about kind of figuring out how to be a pro. What did you learn
0: most from year one to year two, just in terms of, you know, just taking care of yourself, eating the right way, just all the little things that I don't think fans probably take into consideration when they're watching the games on Sundays. All that stuff goes into, you know, being there, being available and making an impact on Sundays.
2: Yeah, I think it's just, uh, for me, it's just your routine. You know, all those guys, I feel like they all had a routine that they've done. You know, once they found what it is that works for them personally, you know, they just – stuck to it and that's what they did whether you know was their food getting you know their meals right um seeing a nutritionist and you know seeing what works for your body and everything and then obviously you know you're taking care of your body you know that's your biggest investment you know while you're playing so you know whether that's you know doing yoga or lifting or seeing a massage therapist or physical therapist or um you know everything that you
0: know it's little
2: things yeah it's a little things you know that go a long way that can get you extra years in this league and be that much better for a uh, game day. I almost feel like, too, for, for a young guy like yourself, I mean, you've shown the
0: ability to catch the football, and you had your first career catch a couple of weeks ago. Normally, nine times out of ten, your first career catch is like a routine eight-yard yeah. you know, <laughs> catch. You had that unbelievable snag, man. How was it to make that grab, knowing that it was your first career catch, just to really highlight real stuff?
2: Yeah, you know, like I said, it was, it was cool that you know my first one um, – kinda of wasn't the routine. It, you know, yeah. it was a little bit more of a you know big play. It's like, is that, it Beckham? You know, that kind of, is it Odell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that was uh cr- pretty crazy though. I mean, um, you know, and obviously next play, you know, putting it down to wherever the five or four and the next play, you know, Mel all going in there and scoring. I mean, yeah. Um it felt it felt great, you know, being able to, you know, obviously show in the game that I can do it, you yeah. know, and get the trash from Phil and the O C and everything whiz and everyone. So um You know, it was just you know another part of being a tight end in this offense. That's
0: the thing, and and the fact that you are young and you have shown that you showed it during training camp, you you showed you could do it during the games. There's so many weapons on this team. It's just really about finding what you can do in the now to help the team, but also in the back of the mind of the coaches, knowing that hey, Sean, Sean can do this too if Mm -hmm. we need him to. Yeah, yeah,
2: and I think you know, like you said too, um, just how well-rounded we are. You know, I think Phil said after the game, like, you know, how you know balance this offense can be how many playmakers we have, you know, we have a ton of weapons, you know, whether that's Keenan or that's a guy that's you know, my first target of the year, you know, we're yeah. all able to make plays. Um, you know, I think that's what's going to make us dangerous. You know, come that latter part of the year, the
0: the tight end room too. It, it's the perfect blend, I believe, for a guy like yourself. You got a young guy and Hunter. You guys kind of coming up together in this league. You know, Virgil, Super Bowl champion, one of the better run blocking tight ends in this league, mm-hmm. and then you got a Hall of Famer, yeah. Antonio Gates. What's it been like just being in the room with those guys as, as you continue your your career second year in the league?
2: Yeah, it's been great. You know, obviously you can't. Really ask for a better group, you know, in regards of just you know learning from, watching from, picking the little things from each that makes them so great and special as a player, and adding that to your game, you know, being able to see what Antonio does and what he does in the red zone and separation, how he runs his routes and makes them look all similar to you know mess with the, the defender, um, you know that's huge. You can't you can't put a price tag on that. And then you know with Verge and run game, and especially this year and especially how that's been more my role, you know, being able to take you know his, his advice and um you know, his technique and this uh, try to like, you know, make that work for me. It's just been huge and yeah. um, obviously, you know, last year, coming on me and Hunter, we we're both pretty younger players so we kind of became great friends really quick and, you know, he can, do a guy that, you know, one of the better tight ends in the, of the league, you know, and um, yeah, it's been, like you said, it's just the group we just work so well together. It's been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. Gates, Gates gave you a nickname, I think, right? Baby Shocky. Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> So <laughs> Thor, Thor was the nickname in in college. I'm You're sure right. it's carried over here. But Baby Shocky, that's a high, that's high praise.
2: Yeah, I know. I told him that. I was like, wow. I mean, shoot, you know, one that's coming from a guy like Antonio Gates, and then and then you know, talking about a player like Shocky, I was like, man. I'll it's a great compliment. I'll take yeah. it, man. I, was, I think that was my rookie year, yeah, last yeah. year in, in camp. That,
0: yeah, to yeah. have a Hall of Famer mm-hmm. call you yeah. that, dude. Yeah. That, it just shows you, Sean, he, he sees something in you, and mm-hmm. you you played hoops all throughout your, you know, growing up, right? Yeah, yeah. So, h- how does that help? I mean, every, everybody has different, I think, reasons for saying, like, okay, basketball helps me as a tight end, you know, X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. How did it help you?
2: Well, I think, yeah, I mean, I think just, you know, growing up, basketball is my main sport. Um, I think it it carries over to the tight end spot a lot, especially in the red zone, you know, you're you're playing a power forward, small forward position, you know, a lot of rebounds and everything like that. It's a lot of, you know, high point in the football, you know, in the end zone, you know, that's a very big carryover, you know, getting uh, open, um, you know, ability to just kind of, it's almost, you know, especially with Antonio Gates, you almost watch almost like a crossover move, he puts it at the top. You know, I'm sure he's but, got, know, got a, a bag of tricks. Body. Yeah. yeah that you just huge. pick yeah. his brain. You're yeah. like, seriously. you're Okay, man. Hey, wow. I haven't seen that one. Like, what was your thought and process on that? And it's just crazy how, yeah, it's him reacting as being an athlete, but it's also, he's thinking about so much stuff and that, well, it was this covers and this guy usually is expecting this from me and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, man, you're really thinking all this stuff and then be able to do it. And the thing is Phil knows, you know, they're on the same page, you know, and it's like, you can't, um, Case in point, yeah. the two, the two point conversion to Gates in the ends. So, I mean, yeah. those guys. How many times have they done that? Right. You know. I mean,
0: <laughs> hundreds, it's thousands. You know. Countless. You know.
2: It's it's ridiculous. It's, it's it's a fun. It's fun to be in that room and see that, and also just being able to watch. It's, it's something that you know I'll never forget. So I, I read that you played AAU hoops, but you played with Amari Stoudemire. I was on his team. You were on his team. Okay, yeah, I was just yeah. so, like, no, no. Amari's he's like thirty a little older, right? Yeah, he's
0: like thirty-six, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, he. Uh, I was on his team. It was a uh, team stat. Um That was like his. uh Gotcha. Okay. Logan Brand. I think it was standing tall and time. I'm like, I'm like, what's it? what's Amari doing yeah, playing right, hey, right, right, right. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I wish I was playing with him. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I was on his team my sophomore year. Um. And we actually, I think we were, uh what, second in nation that year at nationals, and then the following year. In the, uh, the next few years, I did uh, Adidas, the Adidas team for Florida at the time. So, so you, you're playing football, and who, when when did you realize that you wanted to kind of steer towards
0: playing playing football in college?
2: It, re- it was kind of late, actually. It was probably like the like end of my g- like junior summer, going into senior year. Really, it was that summer where I was still kind of undecided. High some basketball offers. I mean, I was traveling like crazy with basketball, but then I knew, you know, football starting to be a little bit more realistic and getting bigger schools to look at me and I had a better future with it I just had the mindset too. I think just being yeah. more of a football player um so I always did a ton of camps that senior year so really it was like going into my senior football season I started to get a few offers after spring football that okay I think this is probably the route I'm going to take and, and you had you ended up getting a ton of offers what mm-hmm. what made you pick Missouri I think it was just you know a place that I felt like home on my visit. You know, I felt like they, they really wanted me and valued me as a recruit. They're one of the bigger schools that um SEC, yeah, you know? I mean, Yeah, it was the first, uh, I think, one of the first um, prospects getting out of the South. It was like right after they announced that they were in the SEC, I get like a call from them. So, um, you know, I was like, all right, I'll at least give them a visit. I like the way they used the tight end at the time. Um, they had some great players before that. And, um, you know, I just got the Columbia and I fell in love with it. Yeah. Um, I felt valued and I was – Pumped to be in that conference. Well,
0: dude, I, I saw you yeah. go back during the bye week. Yeah, was you banging the drum? Yeah, yeah.
2: They had me do the big mo drum. <laughs> um, Explain the, that tradition. That is pretty it's cool. Yeah, you just kind of you know whether it's a big uh, person part of the university or school or um, I think a couple weeks ago they had the governor um, or you know former NFL players to come back. You some kind of celebrity, if you will, yeah. come back and just kind of lead the you know the crowd in the chant. You know, usually it's just M I Z Z O U and you know if you would ask me ten minutes before. You know, I did that. I was like, that's probably all I was going to do. And then I was at this tailgate, and we were just talking. And we were like, you know, you should do something Thor-related. You You should say this line, you know, possesses the power of Thor. You know, all this. I was like, ah. I guess, all right, we'll do it. And we, I kind of threw in the zoo in there, into the quote, and this, the crowd loved it. Oh,
0: my it God, was, yeah. It was, it was, it was, you got charged up. You got the crowd yeah, charged yeah, up. Yeah, I,
2: I got, I, I might have been a I little think more I saw, in the crowd.
0: I think I saw it
2: on Instagram, <laughs> yeah. and I, I
0: think some of your teammates chimed in, too, huh? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, they, yeah I was definitely, you know, <laughs> Hunter and Derek and Verge and all those guys, Jeremy, they were they were loving it. It was funny. That's was awesome, times. man. I also read, so you, you got some musical talents, too. You play guitar, play mm-hmm. piano? Yes, uh, my dad... um, play piano um my whole life at the house and um well you know, you know what i i met your
0: folks at the rock and roll hall of fame yes yeah. i remember mm-hmm. seeing, yep. seeing you guys there yeah, so yes. that, i mean i'm sure yeah. that was a really cool experience for, for, sure. for the family yeah it was awesome
2: um being able to do that too yeah it was uh something you know my mom grew up from canton too so we you know initially because that day that we could have gone to the hall of fame or that but i've been to the hall of fame quite a bit with them so we yeah were, you know let's do the let's do the rock and roll one um but yeah so i've been playing piano since i was in First grade, I believe, um, pretty much all throughout. And then my, in sixth grade, I picked up the guitar and kind of taught myself that way. And uh, so between the two, you know, I, music's a huge part of my life.
0: You know, I, I read a lot of books about just, you know, doing extracurricular activities, especially uh, as an athlete and, and how that helps you from, like, a discipline perspective. How, how does stuff like that translate to, like, what you're doing now in terms of, like, hey, if you want to be a good piano player, if you want to be a good guitar player, you have to practice. Mm-hmm. You have to be consistent with your practice. Um, does that translate at all to the athletic fields, just playing an instrument?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, for me, it kind of does two sides. I mean, kind of what you're saying, you know, if you don't practice, you're not going to be good. Yeah. So, you know, you know, when you're trying to teach yourself something – you know, why am I not getting better? Why can't I play this song? Why can't I do this? Well, you haven't put any time into it. It's not just gonna happen overnight or just happen for it's no like reason. Anything, yeah. So you learn very quickly, okay, you gotta put work in, you gotta see, you know, how to play, teach yourself the technique, everything. So, you know, you're learning as a musician, then, okay, you know, if you look at and to an athlete, um, you know, how to learn this craft? How do I get better at this sport? How do I excel? Well, you gotta practice, you gotta work hard, yeah. you know, you gotta do it. Um, and then for me, you know, now as I've kind of developed as a you know professional and everything, it's uh, it's a good gateway to kind of get you know my head clear and just kind of take a little break from everything that's going on and just you know play some music and
0: You'll escape out, so. a little bit. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Yeah. So living in Los Angeles too. I, I know you say you, you boat and you you fish a little bit. W- mm-hmm. What's it been like being out in L.A.? Being from Florida originally and right. then in the Midwest, playing your ball.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's a little different out here i mean uh the fish i haven't been able to you know, f- go fishing out here yet or anything like that but um you know i, gr- I grew up in around clearwater beach by indian rocks beach uh florida a good so, fishing there yeah i love it there um so you know at least you know going here I'm off days i'll go to newport beach and everything and it's you know the i mean cali life it's it's one of its own it's it's pretty spectacular i've talked to so many guys here on uh, on the podcast and it's it's just we're what are we December right
0: now? Yeah, and you could probably go to the beach and yeah, I'm probably going today. Yeah, yeah. Give, give it a nice stroll. <laughs> yeah. You know, in December yeah. you can't do uh, that
2: anywhere else. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's it's really crazy. I mean, yeah, I got friends. You know, Missouri there. Breaking ice and yeah. the snow, and they're doing some different things I'm, today. I'm responding like you know, just uh, 72. You know,
0: hey, hey fellas, gonna get a lift in, yeah, then, right, then probably yeah, go just through, go to the beach. Yeah, it's going nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so this locker room, I, I tell you, the and it's it's not cliche at all, man. It just seems like it's a group that really does fight for each other and, and wants to to do well. In an effort to not let the other guy down, I mean, is that something that you've sensed from this locker room from from day one, starting the training camp?
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty special. I mean, this is the only NFL team that I've been a part of, but um, you know, coming in, you didn't know if this is you know how it will be. It's a little different, you know. It's a job now, um, but I kind of got that feeling last year especially towards the end and then I mean all the way in the off season all through everything this you know this year is a man this 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 team is this locker room is special you mm-hmm. know we we got each other's back we can, I think we all genuinely care for each other um you know you can see how, you know when we get tested and we're down at a place like you know Pittsburgh Heinzfield, it's like hey did you, it, you see it? Did you you see that
0: record yeah, yeah. They were Zero and twenty zero and two when they had a fourteen point plus lead yeah. at home. Wow. Yeah, so, I, mean, I mean that's like that's like winning a lottery on Sunday night. Yeah,
2: yeah. Really, <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's uh, it's us to, you know, like you said. I think it's you know, obviously we're competitors. We want to win. In every aspect and we knew what you know this team can do this year but then it goes more than just that it's you know and like you said in the locker room coach linden seeing in each other's eyes you know what we want to do but you know it's also looking around at each other's eyes and it's like man i got this for you you know yeah. we're, we're going to do this together i imagine a, a win like that you don't get too high after it
0: because you know that there's a, a bigger prize at stake uh but you have you have four more games in december it, it has to lock you in a little bit even more knowing that hey this was a signature win but we we can't rest on our laurels we have to finish what yeah. we have set out to do here yeah
2: yeah i mean it's i mean coach lynn said i think a couple weeks ago like at this time of the year you know there's it's about execution um you know and that it, it, we know the big picture we know what's there we know what we got to do to get there but at the end of the day it's all about execution Still, so and doing your you know your job you know at a high level and you know that's what you know but it definitely brings a little bit more focus. Uh, you know, these this next four weeks. You know what we can do and what we will do. So no doubt, nine and three with with a chance to get to ten
0: and three against the Bengals. Sean Caulkin, man, it's been awesome to watch you on the field this year. Uh, best of luck to you against the Bengals and the rest of this month moving
2: forward, bro. Awesome, appreciate it, Chris. Thanks for having me, man. All
0: right, that's gonna do it for episode fourteen of the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. My thanks to Sean Colkin and Sean Merriman for joining me. And, of course, thanks to you all for listening. This is a brand-new podcast, so we need your help to move this up the charts on Apple Podcasts by giving us a rating and review. Please help spread the word. This podcast posts every Tuesday, and then be on the lookout for all-new Chargers Weekly this Thursday. We'll get you ready for Chargers Bengals as the team looks to improve to 10-3. and 3. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you back here next week.